Good evening, good evening. Thank you for joining Fresno Capital Formation. Today is Sunday, December 5th, 2021. Today I'm going to talk about an article that I read on AmericanProgress.org. Wealth matters. <clears throat> That's going to be the topic for today. Um, the black wealth gap before and during the pandemic. The lack of wealth in many African-American households has left them especially vulnerable to the financial fallout from the coronavirus crisis. But the federal government has perhaps its best opportunity yet to fix these racial disparities. Huge wealth disparities between black and white households in America existed long before the COVID-19 pandemic and have continued during the crisis. Data shows that during the pandemic, black households faced more financial emergencies with fewer economic resources, resulting in widening gap in economic opportunity between black and white households. This issue brief explores some of those datas and discusses a variety of proposals to shrink the black white wealth gap. The Biden administration continues to propose bold, ambitious and wide ranging policies that will enable families to recover from this unique crisis as well as steer institutions and the economy in a more racially equitable direction. The measures are crucial to preventing the black wealth gap from widening further. The Biden administration has taken the first crucial steps towards closing the gap. The recent enacted American Rescue Plan provided much needed financial relief to many struggling families, allowing them to build a small financial cushion for the ongoing recession. This financial relief was targeted at those struggling the most and particularly benefited black households as they suffered disproportionately from the pandemic. Moreover, the legislation ensured that public sector jobs and state and local government, which often provided a key pathway to middle class economic security for black workers, were returned after steep losses during the pandemic. Enacting President Joe Biden's proposal proposed American jobs plan would help create much needed jobs with good, stable wages and benefits across the economy. An important next step to help reduce racial wealth disparities. Additional federal policies should provide targeted financial benefits to African-Americans, for instance, by boosting funding for minority business development agencies, financing for and targeting of federal research and develop and development dollars to black investors and innovators, coordinated efforts at the White House to use federal programs and policies and hiring to combat widespread and persistent racial wealth inequality. In a matter of weeks, black households with little in the way of wealth or savings were burdened with the severe financial demands that the coronavirus outbreak and subsequent recession placed on them. They were often faced with choices that either exposed them to a virus with a disproportionate likelihood of severe complications compared with their white peers or lost them vital income at the time when unemployment was spiking to unprecedented levels and federal support was slow and infrequent. If people decided to stay home to protect, to protect their health and that, and that of their families, they needed to rely in part on their savings to pay their bills. The data summary below shows that less access to savings not only made it more difficult for African-Americans to, to weather unemployment and widespread 
health emergencies. It also meant that they could not support their children's remote learning at schools, closed buildings and went online, fund higher education plans when such plans were in great demand, seek more stable and safer housing options or maintain and grow their businesses to the same degree that white households could. At a time of greater financial need, African-Americans had fewer resources to begin with. This left them especially vulnerable to the dual onslaught of a health and economic crisis. As the Great Recession showed, without an explicit long-term focus on racial, equitable, economic policies, the disparities that predate the crisis will persist or continue to grow. The federal government plays a crucial role in bringing the economy out of a recession and in and in addressing the economic inequalities that exacerbate the fallout from these economic downturns in the first place. To help tackle this challenge, the Center for American Progress National Advisory Council on Eliminating the Black-White Wealth Gap developed several proposals. The council included some of the country's leading scholars on the Black-White Wealth Gap who assisted CAP effort to identify novel yet doable policies to shrink and eventually eliminate the racial disparities. CAP's work with the council provided useful policy lessons. Importantly, even if all such proposals were immediately enacted, a substantial wealth gap would remain, requiring additional measures. Moreover, it will take time, even with the implications of these proposals to shrink the black-white wealth gap. Put differently, policymakers need to act quickly and decisively in a targeted manner and for a long time to eliminate the racial wealth gap. The benefits of such efforts are clear. Supporting wealth building measures for communities of color in particular would give families the resilience for the inevitable economic shock that the future will bring while also boosting growth in ways that are tangible for workers in every sector of the economy. The measures could result in a shrinking wealth gap between black and white households. By raising the wealth of African-American households, U.S. society and economy will become more resilient and fast-growing share of the population will be better prepared for future emergencies and have more resources available to shape its own future. More wealth for African-Americans thus not only represents a step towards greater racial equality, but also lays the foundation for stronger economic growth. For instance, black households will have more opportunities to contribute their talents and skills to the economy. Move to better jobs when such opportunities arise. Encourage their children's education and maintain and grow their own business. President Biden's focus on reducing racial inequalities will thus pay long-term dividends in a number of ways. Enacting proposals such as the ones from CAP that target small business development and research and development that would establish a federal policy infrastructure to combat, combat persistent racial wealth inequalities is a key next step to substantially shrinking the black-white wealth gap. Black households had fewer emergency savings to fall back on during the pandemic. The pandemic occurred against the backdrop of a massive black-white wealth gap because black households quickly needed to rely on their wealth when the pandemic hit in early 2020. The crisis also illustrated the importance of wealth for families' financial security, Black households suffered more in the pandemic in large part because they needed more but had much less wealth than white households. Wealth 
both as an emergency buffer and as a means to invest in people's future, became critically important. Millions of households, especially African-Americans and Latino households, face unemployment and multiple health emergencies, much or less from one day to the next. Yet many of the same households had fewer or no emergency savings to fall back on during this time. When people lost their jobs, many needed to rely on emergency savings, leaving them with less financial security as the pandemic unfolded. For example, in 2020, 46.7% of unemployed white households could not come up with $400 in an emergency, while 65.2% of unemployed black households lack access to $400 in such situations. Many more white than black households could use their savings during a pandemic to fill in financial gaps left by job losses and or higher health care costs. This disparate reliance on savings to pay for current expenses reflects the highly unequal distributions of emergency savings by race. After all, households that had no or fewer emergency savings could not use them to help pay their bills after a job loss, while 45.9% of the white household that saw a drop in job-related income used their savings to pay for current expenses. Only 30.6% of black households did so. Similarly, more white, more white households than black households, 28.5% versus 18.8% used their savings while they were out of work due to health reasons. When households actually needed to rely on their savings, fewer black households than white households had the opportunity to do so, even though many more black households experienced layoffs and health emergencies during this time. Even if they could not fall back on savings, black households still needed to fill the gaps in their financial in their finances left by job losses and higher health care costs. They often did so by borrowing more money. For example, 44.5 percent of white households that use savings to pay their for expenses also borrowed on credit cards and 16.1 percent borrowed from families and friends. This suggests that they did not have enough emergency savings in comparison Many more black households in this situation borrow money, while 45.8% taking out loans and 28.5% borrowing from family and friends. Essentially, black households substituted more debt for limited emergency savings, widening the wealth gap between typical black and white families. Even when black households used their savings to pay for expenses, they were more likely to experience financial hardships amid the pandemic. This suggests that black family savings were often not enough to allow them to handle the many job, child care and health care challenges that arose during the pandemic. African-Americans that used their savings to pay for current expenses were more likely than white households to sometimes or often not have enough food to not be current on their rent or mortgages and to have difficulties paying all their bills for 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 instances. 64.1% of African-Americans who use their savings to pay for expenses had trouble paying all their bills. And, at the, same, and the same was true for only 49.2% of white households. Having savings to pay for expenses during emergencies was clearly not enough to avoid economic hardships for all households, but the chance of still experiencing such hardships was much higher for black households than for white ones. Put differently, Americans Americans generally have too few emergency savings, but this shortfall during the pandemic was much worse for black households.
The pandemic laid the foundation for greater wealth inequality in the future. The racial gap also manifests its disparities in long-term investments and not just in differences in emergency savings and immediate financial insecurity. During the pandemic, black households had less wealth and thus few opportunities to invest in education, home ownership, and business stability, or to choose to retire amid a worsening labor market. Yet the pandemic was a time when families often needed to spend more money on education, for example, to support their children's remote schooling or to pursue post-secondary education to boost their own earning potential in the face of a higher uncertain future in the labor market. During this time, many households also sought housing stability and explored new housing options to protect their health and at that of their families. Moreover, many household members who owned their own business needed to access savings to keep their business running as they either were forced to shut down or saw demand for their goods and services drop amid customers' health concerns. Inevitably, the labor market quickly worsened, often pushing older black workers in particular out onto the unemployment line, while black families often had greater needs to invest in education, housing, and business, or to move into retirement, they had fewer resources to do so at the start of the pandemic. The result has been widening gaps in key long-term investments, such as education, housing, business, ownership, and retirement between black and white households. The impact on education, for example, during remote schooling, black households faced greater obstacles in helping support their children's education. All households needed money to ensure that their children had reliable internet and regular access to the appropriate electronic devices available when schools moved to remote instructions. Yet black households were less likely than white households to have savings and were more likely to exhaust those savings as discussed previously. This left them with less money to support their children's education. For this reason, the households often ended up borrowing money from family and friends to pay for current expenses. Indeed, black households were almost three times as likely as white households, 22.4% versus 8.5% to borrow money from family and friends to pay for current expenses. The greater reliance on financial assistance from families and friends also correlates with less access to internet and device availability since black household finances were stretched particularly thin. More than one-fourth of black households, 27.6% that borrow from families and friends, did not have access to reliable internet services and electronic devices during remote schooling. From August 2020 to March 2021, in comparison, only 6.4% of white families who pay for expenses out of their current income lack reliable internet and electronic device, electronic device access, as did 11.2% of white households that use savings to pay for expenses. Since black families had less money and greater financial needs during the pandemic, they were left with even less money to support their children's education. These racial gaps in Instructional resources can quickly translate into longer term differences in educational achievements and thus contribute to persistent racial wealth disparities across across generations. The data shows a similar pattern related to post-secondary education plans or certification and degree programs. Today, nearly two thirds of jobs require some form of post-secondary education, yet among black households that borrow from family and friends, 43.9% canceled their post-secondary plans 
and another 12.9% decide to take fewer classes. In comparison, 29.1% of white households that mainly use their income for expenses decided to cancel their post-secondary plans, and another 10.1% decided to take fewer classes. Again, less access to emergency savings often translates to more borrowing from friends and families, fewer future opportunities, and less economic mobility for black households compared with white households. Obstacles to home ownership. The fortunes of black and white homeowners also diverged during the pandemic. A much larger share of black homeowners than white homeowners, 17.6% versus 6.9% fell behind on their mortgages from August 2020 to March 2021. Not surprisingly, then homeownership among African-Americans grew more slowly than it did for white households during the pandemic. Despite historically low mortgage interest rates, the black home ownership rate stood at 44.1% by the end of 2021, almost equal to the 44% rate at the end of 2019. In comparison, the white home ownership rate rose from 73.7% to 74.5% during the same time period. Simply put, black households faced more obstacles to becoming and staying homeowners because they had less money to fall back on. Moreover, black home ownerships saw wild up and down savings throughout 2020. The black home ownership rate quickly rose by 3% points in early 2020 before falling to 2.9% points. Meanwhile, the white home ownership rate grew initially by 2.3% points before declining to only 1.5% points. In other words, home ownership was much more stable among white households than black households during the pandemic. This great housing instability for African-Americans follow in part from less stable jobs, more debt relative to the value of houses and fewer emergency savings outside of the house to pay for an emergency. In other words, economic emergencies such as layoffs or unexpected medical bills more quickly translated into housing instability and possibly the loss of home for black home ownerships than for white homeowners. A toll on retirement. Finally, during the pandemic, older black workers, those aged 60 and older, were more likely than their white counterparts to delay retirement after a job loss and dip into their emergency savings. For example, 8.6% of black workers that experienced a pandemic-related job loss and used their savings for expenses decided not to apply or to delay to, delay to apply for Social Security retirement benefits compared with only 2.6% of white workers. Similarly, 7.1% of black workers who lost their jobs and borrowed money from family and friends to pay for expenses delayed retirement compared with only 1.5% of white workers. A similar pattern by race, I'll bet a smaller rates exist among older workers who were out of work due to health reasons, as it is often the case during a recession. Older workers in 2020 retired or planned on retiring sooner than they had expected before the coronavirus coronavirus induced recession. However, older workers were less likely than their white counterparts to retire or plan on retiring early during the pandemic. For instance, 5.6% of older black workers who lost their jobs and who borrowed money from family and friends decided to retire sooner than planned compared 
with 12.9% of older white workers. Older black workers were much more likely than older white workers to delay retirement and less likely to retire early, instead relying on emergency finances. This suggests that relying on savings and borrowing also disproportionately depleted black workers' retirement savings and delay their retirement plans. Stark wealth difference left black households especially vulnerable to the health and economic crisis. The larger short and long-term financial vulnerabilities of black households during the pandemic occurred in the context of a persistent and wide racial wealth gap. When the pandemic and recession started in early 2020, black households had less wealth than white households, but greater need for the safety that those resources provided. In 2019, black households on average had 14.5% of wealth of the average white household and the median wealth of black households was 12.7%, the median wealth of white households that year. The pandemic hit black households harder than white households and likely further widened the wealth gap among a larger share, if not most, of blacks and white households. Further breakdowns of the data by different types of assets, such as emergency savings, housing, business ownerships, and retirement wealth underscores the large black-white gaps in all of these areas. For one, other than with respect to liquid assets, such as checking accounts, savings accounts, and money market mutual funds, black households were much less likely to own assets. For example, only 5.5% of African-Americans owned a stake in a private business compared with 20.9% of white households. Black households are also less likely to be homeowners as already discussed. And only about half of all non-retired black households with a respondent age 25 years or older had a retirement account compared with 70.9% of white households meeting this description. In fact, when it comes to simply owning a bank account, there are significant disparities. Black people were underbanked at a rate five times higher than that of their white peers before the pandemic with less than half of all black adults having a full suit of financial services associated with a bank account, such a barrier makes it harder for black households to build wealth at the same rate as white households. Even when African-Americans own such assets, they own much less of them. In 2019, black households on average had one-fourth the liquid assets of white households, 12,952 compared to 50,301. The gap at the median is even worse as black households had only $1,300 in liquid savings, the equivalent of 16.6% of white households median balance of 7,850. Therefore, black households were typically much less prepared for the pandemic and the myriad financial emergencies it created, including layoffs, caregiving needs, and worsening health outcomes. Black households also had much smaller home equity, retirement account balances, and business values than white households. For example, African-Americans had on average less than half of the home equity of white households in 2019, 103,614 compared with 230,427. Similarly, 
the average retirement account balance of black households, 110,910 equaled 41.7% of the average balance of 266,030 for white households that year. The gap is especially large with with respect to business equity. As the average worth of African-American businesses, 372,739 equaled only 26.2% of the average value of white household business or 1,421,025. For one of those, for one, these differences in asset values laid the foundation for greater losses among many African-Americans during the pandemic. Lower value of business and home equity often results from higher debt levels relative to the underlying assets. On average, mortgage accounts accounted for 41.4% of black homeowners' house values in 2019, while they made up only 32.6% of white homeowners' house values. A large ratio of mortgage to home values also means that black homeowners carried a larger debt burden in the pandemic. This fixed cost added to their financial stress when incomes quickly dropped, especially for black workers who were more likely to work in industries and occupations that were immediately affected by the coronavirus. Moreover, fewer long-term assets meant that black households had fewer choices in the labor market when jobs quickly disappeared. Older black workers had fewer retirement assets and thus faced more pressure to remain in the labor market, even as they faced much higher unemployment rates than did their white counterparts. For instance, the unemployment rate for black workers between the ages of 55 and 64 averaged 10.8% from March 2020 to June 2020, the first four months of the pandemic, and 9.1% from July 2020 to December 2020, up from 3.6% for all of 2019. In comparison, the unemployment rate for older white workers averaged 8.5% at the start of the pandemic and 5.9% during the second half of 2020. With less retirement wealth to fall back on, black workers faced and will continue to face greater pressure to remain in the labor market, even at times when jobs are harder to come by. Policy responses have started to meet the generational challenge of closing the gap. Just 100 days into the Biden administration, Americans began to see encouraging signs that he is prepared to lead the country out of the largest crisis of their lifetime in a way that will improve the lives of millions in both the short and long term. Moreover, the Biden administration has taken a number of steps that start to address the massive black-white wealth gap in this country. Of course, much work remains to be done This issue briefly lays out several metrics related to household wealth inequality that shows us disparities before and during this pandemic. Given the sheer size of the black-white wealth gap, it will take a wide range of policy measures across an extended period of time to eliminate this disparity. Importantly, policy measures will need to provide direct, targeted financial transfers to African Americans to overcome their inherent wealth disadvantages across generations. Black households are much less likely than white households to inherit money or receive large financial gifts from parents and grandparents. And when they do receive such 
intergenerational transfers, the amount tends to be much smaller. Yet, money transfer alone will not close the black wealth, black white wealth gap. African Americans regularly encountered a wide range of obstacles in building wealth at the same rate as white households. These include, for instance, discrimination in labor markets, housing, credit markets, and health care, as well as segregated neighborhoods that offer fewer health care, education, and food services and amenities. This all leads to slower growth in house housing values, reducing the eventually reducing and eventually eliminating the black white wealth gap will therefore also require the implementation and enforcement of systemic anti-racist policies in all key markets. President Biden has also signed several executive orders that represent a crucial first step towards greater racial equality. For example, his executive orders on advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government takes a number of steps that could result in more equitable treatment by and access to the federal government. Agencies are required to conduct a review of equity among their employees, policies and programs and come up with a plan within 200 days to reduce obstacles to opportunities. The executive order also requires the U.S. Office of Management and Budget to identify areas where the federal government can use its money to invest in underserved communities. Finally, the executive order creates an equitable data working group that would examine and come up with suggestions to address shortcomings in federal data collection. The combination of these efforts will make it easier for the federal government to take a lead on creating more opportunities for African-Americans to apply for and participate in a wide range of federal employment and programs. Even still, reorientating the federal government towards greater racial equality is only one of many policy steps necessary to create a true level playing field for African-Americans. The black-white wealth gap will not shrink or disappear for a long time. It will require a sustained commitment from the federal government as well as private employers and communities. The final publication of CAP National Advisory Council on eliminating the black wealth gap highlighted this generational challenge. The council included many of the country's leading experts on black-white wealth gap, its history, and contributing factors and existing policy proposals to eliminate this disparity. These experts met over the course of the 2020 to discuss and develop a range of new policies proposals that would that could go a long way to solving the issues. The discussion at work of the council highlight the challenges in eliminating the black white wealth gap. Disparities will continue into the future if there is not decisive, persistent, large scale and targeted efforts to eliminate the wealth inequality. To be clear, policymakers will need to enact measures that provide unrestricted and substantial financial assets to African-Americans. In addition to pursuing policy proposals such as those identified by the council to completely Eliminate the wealth disparity. After all, policy has to correct for the facts that white families have been able to accumulate and pass on wealth from generation to generation for decades and centuries. At the same time, enslaved African-Americans were the resource of such wealth for many white white households and African-Americans were later consistently prohibited, often violently, from accumulating wealth. Eliminating the black wealth gap is thus a generational policy challenge. 
The council provides several examples of the policies that could be enacted and could and will contribute to the smaller racial wealth gap. Those proposals build on key proposals from the Center of American Progress to facilitate equitable wealth generations. For instance, in the areas of retirement savings and home ownership, while the council proposals are specifically targeted shrinking the black wealth gap and supporting wealth generations among African-Americans and other households of color, these additional proposals offer benefits to many groups and households. Improving access to underbanked and underbanked households through postal banking. Experts both on the council and at the Center for American Progress proposed that the creation of postal banking systems. Part of the challenge of building wealth is that African-Americans often have less access to low cost, low risk banking services and thus end up likely to be underbanked or underbanked. Yet proposed postal banking would address this challenge since there are post offices in all communities. Moreover, postal banking will quickly reach a meaningful size, which will keep costs low for financial services and the government provide the necessary backstop to ensure that savings held through the postal banking system were safe. Increasing access to federal research and development funding for black innovators and investors. While the unveiling of the American Jobs Plan, President Biden has committed to eliminating racial and gender inequalities in research and development in science, technology, engineering, and math. Indeed, historically, black colleges and universities, HBCUs, as well as black invent and innovators and inventors regularly receive much less funding for their research and for bringing innovative products to the market. The Biden administration could take additional steps to boost black researchers, innovators, and inventors. First, the federal government should substantially increase its commitment to finance research and development. Second, federal agencies should ensure that black innovators and inventors, HBCUs, and predominantly black communities get equitable access to federal R&D funding. Third, the federal government should create an innovative dividend a regular payment derived from federally funded research and development that is targeted to black households. This innovation dividend could be funded through a number of mechanisms, such as auctioning off licenses and copyrights to equity stakes in innovative ventures created with federally funded R&D. Such an innovation dividend could be paid out as regular cash payment or in the form of debt-free college attendance, among other options providing additional support for black entrepreneurs to start and grow their business. The Biden administration has already committed a small business incubator and innovation hub to boost entrepreneurship in communities of color. A crucial first step on June 21st, 2021, the house, the house announced efforts to increase federal contracting with small disadvantaged buildings by 50%, which is equivalent of an extra 100 billion in five years. The white house also announced that it has included 31 billion small business programs in the American Jobs Plan. This investment will make it easier for black business to attain capital, access networking and mentoring through federal contracts and gain funding for federal research and development. The Biden administration could also could build on these steps. Robust support for the Minority Business Development Agency, MBDA, also previously proposed in the CAP report, could work in tandem with the efforts to ensure that business creation is not limited by the availability of intergenerational wealth. 
The cap proposal suggests additional funding for the MBDA. These additional resources could be used to start economic equity grant programs that could support municipal projects to boost wealth generations. The additional funds could also start a business center initiative at minority serving institutions to run business incubators and accelerators, which which in turn would offer startup capital as well as technical and legal assistance and other necessary support for those wanting to start or grow a business. Moreover, the added funding could be used for an office or research to an evaluation that studies, among other things, the systemic barriers that people of color face in starting and growing their business, as well as policies and programs that can overcome these barriers. Furthermore, the MBDA could provide low-cost, government-backed capital to qualifying minority business investment companies. It could also create an office of advocacy and intergovernmental affairs to advance the economic and business interests of minority-owned small business. Establishing greater access to retirement savings through a national savings plan. Black families have fewer retirement savings than white families. They are less likely to be covered by a retirement benefit at work. And even when they participate in such a retirement plan, they save less for retirement due to lower earnings or greater income instabilities. Public sector work provides an important pathway for African-Americans to gain access to both middle class careers and retirement benefits. Beyond the public sector, however, African-Americans face much greater obstacles than white workers in saving for retirement. Ensuring equal access to retirement security for African-Americans then requires both protecting public sector jobs and giving African-Americans greater access to retirement savings in the private sector. The American Rescue Plan provides much-needed fiscal relief for state and local governments. It included $360 billion in emergency funding to help bring back much-needed investments in public employment, which saw the loss of more than a million public sector jobs during the stages of the pandemic. Thanks to this landmark, legislation states and local governments will be able to maintain vital public services, and African-American households will continue to have access to meaningful pathways to a middle-class financial security. In addition, policymakers on both the federal level and the state and local level can do more to give all workers that do not yet have access to retirement savings, many of whom are people of color, a chance to save for retirement. Cash proposal for a national savings plan provides a blueprint for such a state-sponsored retirement savings plan under which all workers would have the opportunity to effectively build wealth for retirement since African-Americans are much less likely than white workers to currently have access to a retirement plan at work. The creation of a national savings plan would eventually benefit black workers. Investing in early childhood care and education to lower costs and increase income stability. The pandemic has starkly illustrated the need for investment in early childhood education. The Biden administration with the passage of the American Rescue Plan and the introduction of the American Family Families Plan has shown it is understood understands that equity and growth to go go together. Access to high quality affordable child care is a powerful tool for achieving racial and economic equality in the aftermath of the pandemic and beyond. Affordable quality child care gives families a chance to pursue their careers and save for their futures. The African Americans often face costly child care options. The American Rescue Plan provides $39 billion in child care relief, including funds for child care providers that struggle due to the pandemic. If enacted, the broader funding associated with the American Families Plan would increase access to paid family and medical leave, 
as well as early child care, childhood, childhood care and education for underserved families, African-Americans, Latinos, many Asian-Americans and indigenous workers lack those crucial benefits, making it more difficult for them to save for the future, among other things. However, if enacted, the measure proposed in American Families Plan would help close racial gaps in access to such crucial benefits as parents will face lower costs and greater income stability, providing financial support for higher education to shrink the wealth gap through lower debt burdens and higher career earnings. Many college educations, tuition, and debt-free can be an important aspect of shrinking the black-white wealth gap. The American Family Plan, if enacted, will prove a crucial step towards equalizing access to higher education by making two years of community college free, increasing Pell Grants for low-income households by 1400 and offering two years' worth of subsidized tuition to expanding programs in high-demand fields at HBCUs and other minority-serving institutions. These will be crucial first steps to giving all students, especially students of color, equal access to higher education and thus a means to build wealth. The Biden administration could expand these efforts. Experts at CAP have proposed and supported a number of steps that could go a long way towards making college tuition and debt free. These include $10,000 in universal loan relief for all college borrowers. Additional steps could include doubling the maximum Pell Grant amount, which would help cover out-of-pocket living or non-tuition expenses, especially for students from low-income backgrounds. Moreover, the federal government should make additional investments in HBCUs, other minority-serving institutions, and community college. Increasing home ownership and protecting housing assets from climate change. The Biden administration has rolled out several affordable housing initiatives and proposals. The president ordered the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development to examine recent regulatory actions by the Trump administration in order to evaluate their impact on HUD's ability to administer and enforce the Fair Housing Act. This order occurred within a week of the new president taking office, highlighting Biden's emphasis on the need for equal access to home ownership. The administration followed this rule by reinstating the majority of 2015's affirmative, affirmatively furthering fair housing. This rule, this rule would encourage local jurisdictions to better enforce housing discrimination protections and providing them with the resource to do so. President Biden also included $213 billion for affordable housing investments in his jobs plan. The money will go to developing, maintaining, retrofitting affordable housing units over a period of eight years. The American Job Plan also includes a proposal for $5 billion in grants to state and local governments that will end exclusionary zoning laws. This could make it easier for black families to gain access to home ownership in communities that have long used such laws to exclude them. On June 1st, 2021, the White House further elaborated on details of the American Job Plan. It proposed to include $10 billion community revitalization funds. 15 billion in new grants and technical assistance to support the planning removal, planning, removal, and retrofitting of transportation infrastructure, a new neighborhood home tax credit, and 5 billion for the Unlocking Possibilities program to boost affordable housing. At the same time, the White House also announced an inter interagency effort to address inequality in home appraisals, which has made it harder for communities of color to secure affordable financing. The new administration has started to lay a path towards greater racial equality in home ownership through regulatory actions and spending proposals. 
The Biden administration could build on these promising proposals to ensure that black homeowners can see equitable increase in the value of their houses. So this is going to conclude the conclusion. Addressing the persistent and large wealth gap between black and white households is one of the biggest challenges facing racial inequality in America today. Shrinking and eventually eliminating this gap will create more and better economic opportunities for all Americans. Families will gain financial security and be better positioned to take advantage of economic opportunities. Communities of color become stronger with more and more equitable distributed jobs and the economy will grow faster because many black households will be better able to contribute their skills and talent where they're desperately needed. President Biden's large-scale policies and proposals, if enacted, are a meaningful first step in the right directions. Yet there are a number of additional steps that the administration and Congress could take to tackle this pressing issue. Black families' lack of financial security and opportunity deserve even more attention and sustain momentum over the coming years and decades. This source was cited from AmericanProgress.org.